This episode of the Open Micros Podcast is brought to you by that absolute filthy, dirty motherfucker, BJ DeBlow. He knows exactly what he did. He would have started his own podcast, but he was too chicken shit. So he decided to just sponsor ours. And uh, to digress a little bit, we'd like to give a shout out to our newest patron, Mike Evelyn. Thank you so much for not being like DJ to blow. <laughs> and we're going to start our show right now. That music can only mean one thing. It is time for the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm gay, and our guest tonight is an amazing headliner, uh, native to, I believe, Tallahassee, Florida. I think I'm correct about that. It's Tallahassee, right, Tech? Yeah, yes, native sir. to Tallahassee, Florida. You can see him headlining for Yikes Comedy at Black Sheep Tavern, November 5th at Pensacola, Florida. It's Tech Johnson, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for coming on, brother. What's up, man? How you guys doing? Good. How are you, sir? It's been a while. Dude, it has been a while. It's been like, what, two and a half years at least? I think the end of 2019? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, both me and Jason were, um, we were openers on a show that you were headlining in Pensacola uh, back when we were like horrible open micers. So we bombed so (laughs) fucking hard. We've both become such, so much better comedians since the last time. You've talked to us. But hopefully we'll get to uh hopefully we get to see you again soon. Cause uh like I said, it's been way too long since we've seen you. Uh at least since the beginning of the pandemic, at least. So what have you been up to in the past almost two years? Holy shit, man. What are we are we doing like a full flashback? Like, sure, why not? <laughs> Flashback episode. I'm here for uh, it. When I was once a lad. No. Uh, 2019 was, it was really cool because I did like a lot of traveling. And then start a pandemic. That's when I was like meeting you guys and meeting everyone from like different places in the Gulf. And it was really cool. And then pandemic happened and I was depressed like the rest of the country. Uh, I didn't do shit, and I didn't do a damn thing. I restarted uh, all my favorite anime. I burned through like Samurai Shampoo twice, and we did some uh, like Zoom comedy, and that was the thing. Uh... <laughs> Zoom, yeah. Zoom comedy. Zoom comedy was, it was fun. It was a nice way to be like, oh, yeah, this is what it's like to just do comedy for no one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, it reminds me of my regular open mic. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> like, it, it will definitely, like, sock you back into place, and you're just like, oh, man. It's the whole time, like, as a comedian, I feel like our main thing is, like, we have to keep going and always be progressing. So for everyone to just stop, I think that was like a weird thing. I know it was weird for me. Like I became a part-time sex worker. Like it got weird. Like there was a lot of weird shit happening. It was cool. Yeah, it's like a I, nice little like. Uh, it's awesome. 
Yeah, I wanted to ask you um, about your OnlyFans and like what you do on there. I mean, do you ever? Because you're a comedian, like, do you put any funny quips with pictures of your giant black cock, or is it just what is it? You know, you know what's great. I actually have like two separate ones, so yeah. it's like my dick has its own ego, and then there's like my comedy ego, and like my dick has more followers. So, like, I don't know what the fuck that tells you about it but like it must be a nice dick it, it's, it's it does good it does good it, i i i can't toot my horn but for 350 i will toot my horn uh, <laughs> you know that that sounds like a low price but the fact that i would show it to anyone for free like it's not it's not a low price <laughs> nah man you gotta think higher of yourself like never think at least like the minimum you can charge people like my account started as free like it was it didn't even matter and then i was like i wonder and like yeah so like it's i say it's part-time because it's, it's like working like a manager at like a really shitty local place and it's like like it doesn't cover bills but it pays for pizza on a regular basis <laughs> and that's pretty good no like that's as a comedian, that's what you look for. Like, yeah, I was gonna ask what what is the uh, what does the monthly intake look like on something something like that? Oh, um, I I sell to a lot of moms and secretly gay fathers. <laughs> so, like during the holidays, I can literally watch my sales drop. <laughs> Where I'm like, oh, look at school clothes getting bought. Like instead of my dick pic, like you see. Like, but it's it's cool. Like it wavers. I think what I, I think I make like three to four hundred a month. Jesus, Jesus Dude, that's that more is, than we make yeah. here. That's that's good money, man. That's a lot. But, but yeah, it's not. And if I'm lazy, like it's not like I also have like a day job and I do comedy. So it's literally it was this hobby I picked up when like comedy stuff because my ego is like hey man we need praise uh or we're gonna get sad the big sad so i was like well i do some shit yeah i feel like if i started an only fans i would have to like pay people ten dollars to look at it <laughs> it's not a good business model for me <laughs> do the comedy route like the pay up as you go up kind of thing. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I have to do bringer only fans. <laughs> I have to bring five of my friends, get a two drink minimum to look at it. You'll have the only only fans that actually cost you money every month. Because... <laughs> yeah. Be like, yeah, hey not... man, I'm going into debt. What's your gambling? No, it's not gambling. I pay, pe only... I pay people to show them my dick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm paying for subs. Like, dude, I don't think that's how that's working <laughs> this only fans thing is shit man <laughs> i mean it's bad like it's, I, it's not something since i've done started back doing comedy i don't like hit it as hard as like the year where i was like let's sext while i'm in a smoke break because it's like a ten dollar session so it's easy money like and it's just it's, it's fun man. <laughs> it, it, it it helps like that's why I love when you start the conversation like, I'm gay, welcome to the show. I'm like, dude, I'm bi, it's cool. I'm not like, actually gay, by the way, just so no, I know. No, I know, I know, I've seen this shit. 
I see. You have a very straight dude set. And then, oh, like, thanks, man. <laughs> like, it's a good set. Like, yeah. I had someone recently tell me, like, I can't believe you use straight as an insult. I'm like, I'm just saying. Like a drag race ship. You're so straight. Yeah. Like, well, I, my set has evolved so much. So like, like I bombed at a biker bar really hard recently because I I sat down with my set and I realized afterwards the reason why I bombed because I have so many jokes that the premise is just hmm I might be gay and biker dudes don't like that apparently. No, they don't, man. You got you got to add some flavor into it. I uh, guess the just, way I. I have a stereotypical way that I went over bikers and in Florida, you'll end up doing a random biker bar that has like a colorful name. It'll be like the, the blonde pineapple. And then you'll pull up and it's nothing but Harley's outside. You're like, dude, that's a very, I thought I was doing it for 30 year old women that I'm doing it for 40 year old, like very angry white. And I always go the sons of anarchy route. It's like a fun one but I always talk about how much they probably hate them. Mm. And it, it always goes, I do fucking hate those people, but I love that show. And I'm like, yeah, there we go, buddy. Like, <laughs> we're, yeah, we're warm yeah. enough. We're fine. Yeah, you, you, well, you, it's my granddaughter. You say that. I actually played, uh, did one of those biker bars a couple of months ago in Pensacola. Thought I was going to die while I was there, but actually had one of the best sets of my life. I was like, this is awesome. Same. Dude, same. I, I love crowds like that. Like, those are the crowds that really make you wake up and go, okay, am I going to be a comedian tomorrow? Why? Because last night was really bad. Like, really fucking bad. Like, if I did this bad as a forklift driver, it would be on YouTube tomorrow. Like, that's how, <laughs> that's how fucking bad I did. And you, you just see it, and you're like, all right, yeah, I guess I'll do another five, and then you slowly inch your way towards that one fucked up mark that you just bombed at, and you get back into it. Yeah. Or you don't. You're just like, I'm cool with flipping pancakes. That shit hurt. Well, same thing. But, you, know, you say that, but literally that's what happened to me over the last couple of months. Me and Jacob did a show in Pensacola. Uh, yeah. When was that show, Jacob? Was it last? Uh, fuck me, dude. I don't know. Like March or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, it was around March or something. I bombed so hard. Like, you, you could have nicknamed me Hiroshima after that, dude. I bombed so hard that night. And I, I literally sat there for about three days wondering if I wanted to be a comedian again. I was like, I don't think I want to do this anymore. It wasn't that bad. It was bad. It was real bad. And then to come back to Pensacola, like, you know, a couple of months later to a biker bar, which I show up, this place already looks like a uh, roadhouse, like the movie roadhouse. And the guy Maybe. working the door looks Underrated. like Sam Elliott. <laughs> I'm like, Okay, where's Patrick Swayze? There's Harley's. There's Harley's on the stage. Yeah. And then I go to the bathroom, and I think we lost Tech. <laughs> he's like, no, he's still there. <laughs> he's like, he just gotta grab something real quick. He's like, fuck your story. I, I don't. <laughs> I got, I got, I'm listening. I'm listening. We're Blair witching it. Yeah. Like, you can hear me. So then I go to the bathroom, and while I'm at the urinal. Uh, I see advertisements for a gun range and bail bondsman. I'm like, uh, I better take all the Trump jokes out of this set. 
tonight. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, wait, I'm coming back. I'm coming back just because I love that. So, but that ended up but, being uh, like one of the best sets ever. It was awesome. Yeah, dude. I think my favorite, like, terrified of Trump people thing, I watched a uh, college kid comedian, like, take his Kaepernick jersey off before he got on stage. <laughs> and I was like, that's not going to help. Like, if the, the, if the jersey was on in the first place, you're still going to say things that are not going to make him happy. Like, yeah. He was like, I'm just, I'm just nervous. I'm just scared. And I was like, it's not, it's fuck these people, man. Like, they're people. They listen to Comic View and all that shit just like us. Like, we're, they're fine. And he ended up doing great. And I loved it because I was like, see, see what happens when you're not a scared little bitch? Like, stop being afraid of white people, man. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, white people, fuck you, man. He's a six foot four, like white Jewish fellow. I'm like, dude, I'm five foot eight, like, and hella black and hella kind of gay. Like, <laughs> there's a lot. Of, like, if I can do it, you can do it too. Yeah, yeah. And I love that. It's fun though. I think Florida is a good training manual for comedy. It like, is. You think that is good? true. <laughs> you think you're good? Go do twenty minutes in an out in an oyster bar. Like full of regulars <laughs> who already are eating. Yeah. Like you, like that is a hard crowd. I love when people go like comedy clubs are probably really intense. I'm like, dude, you ever been scared because you're doing a set next to a swamp, so you're not really sure what's coming through the bush, but you hear something coming through the bush, but you can't let it fuck up your set. Like, no. I was like, then that's not a comedy club. I'll figure out. That's people. Like, I've had to deal with wildlife in Florida. Like, <laughs> like I've had a raccoon come up on stage with me just to be like, what the fuck are you? Like, I, like crowd, crowd work is easy when you can do it with, like, a bunch of tiger owners in the same room. As you. And I love it. But yeah, man. People ask no, go ahead. No. Do you think? Okay, I was just going to say, I mean, I've headlined enough shows in Florida to know that, like, if I bring someone with me to, to, like, open for me at a show in Florida, like, I better make sure that they're actually really prepared because that can sink you as a comedian. Like, if you don't already have your chops and you're doing, like, these biker bars in Florida, like you mentioned, uh, you mentioned birds, if you're doing these fucking rough, like, pool halls and shit like that. Uh, that's what makes you a comedian. Because once you get to the comedy oh, club, yeah. that shit's easy. That's exactly what Florida is. It's a test of inner strength. <laughs> if you yeah. want to be it a comedian. Really, 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 really is. You never know what you're going to experience while you're there. I mean, me and Jacob, just the two of us have experienced, uh, you know, bar fights. Uh, <laughs> like, pretty much everything oh you can God. imagine. It's like nothing like saying, how's everybody doing tonight? And you continue to hear an argument like <laughs> as you're talking, but you hear it escalating. You're like, this dude's about to get knocked the fuck out. Like, I don't have a punchline for this, but he will. Like, that's <laughs> fucked up. Like, that's, that's almost exactly what happened. Like, literally, the host of the night got on the mic and was like, hey, you guys want to listen to some comedy? And we just hear from the back of the room. What the fuck did you say, bitch? 
and these two guys about to just fight each other. And we're like, that's not a good way to start this. It can only go downhill from here. This is the first three minutes of an hour and 20 minute show. And it started with two men almost fist fighting because apparently one of them had a hearing aid and the other guy like wooed really loud in his ear. And so oh. they were about to fucking duke it out. And I'm like, you're too old to be doing that if you have a hearing aid. Like, See, that, that's no such thing in Florida. Yeah, no, no such no thing such is too old to fight. I learned there is no such thing as a person who won't swing on you if they're motivated enough in Florida. Like, I feel like it keeps you on guard while you're doing your sets, though. Like, people think it's crowd work, but I'm like, no. If a motherfucker swings, like, I'm going to hurricane his ass with his fucking microphone. And then I'm going to finish my fucking set. Like, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Like, but you also have to be fearless a little bit, too. Like, I mean, I've, I've tried to establish, like, whenever I do crowd work uh, in, in places in Florida, like, I'm going to say whatever I want. And I'm not scared of what the repercussions of what's going to happen, even though I might actually be. Like, you kind of have to put up that front of, like, I'm not scared of what you guys might do to me if I fuck. Oh, yeah. I've started incorporating it into my set, almost. But just to be like, I have a line where I'm like, hey, like, the suit is here, but if you can see, I'm still wearing tennis shoes. Like, I am ready to blues brothers out of this motherfucker (laughs) at any moment. Like, I backed it. Like... And they, they they laugh because they realize, like, oh, shit, we're pretty fucking intense and intimidating. And I'm like, you are. You know you are. But it's a good way to be like, hey, I'm not from here. And I feel like you have a town square related to some shit that's not fun. But also, they look like me. What you do there? Like, I'm just... Like... <laughs> Hey, come to Mississippi, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, from, I'm from Jackson, man. I moved oh, are here. You really? I moved oh, you're... Yeah, I moved so you know. When I was 13. Okay. Oh, yeah. I recently went back, and I noticed uh, I had to go for my granddad's funeral. And one thing I noticed, I had to go to Batesville. And I traveled through Alabama to Batesville, and I was like, all right. Mississippi's gotten a little weird. When did you guys ask? <laughs> it was all right. Here's the thing there was so weird because I was like, uh, Florida's racism gets like a C minus. Like, yeah, this is it's subpar racism. Now, Mississippi, Florida line A plus racism. Like, it's just <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. But the crazy thing is there were some interactions while I was cruising through Mississippi where I was like, I feel like Mississippi just watched Black Panther. Like, because there were some really cool interactions. There was a guy in an old Miss shirt who just complimented me on my Venom shirt. He's like, I love comic books when I was a kid, man. You're cool as hell. And I was like, I mm, didn't get that when I was growing up. That's new. Like, when did you go? Upgrades, yeah. people, upgrades. Like, it was crazy. And, and you got, there's giant crosses now, which yeah. is also yeah. super gnarly because I didn't know that wasn't there when I left. So when I come off the interstate going into Grenada, all I see is a giant cross. I'm like, 
All right, that's cool. You guys aren't super racist as long as you're in the god. Like, that's the agreeable standard. Like, yeah. I don't care what color you are, but you better fucking have a cross. <laughs> Absolutely, that's the way everyone thinks. It don't matter what you yeah. are. I don't care, but you gotta believe in God, boy. Yeah, like, that's you got, you got, that's what it you is. Yeah, God in your spirit, and I'm like, for a while. I'm yeah. driving through the state. I do like. <laughs> don't look at my tattoos. Don't don't pay attention to it. It's from a different time. Last week, yeah, I think like, um, Alabama had yeah. the uh, Alabama had us beat on the giant uh, the crosses for a long time. Because oh, Northern yeah. Alabama, woo! That is some Bible Belt country up there. Oh yeah. It, it was fun. And the whole time my cousins are going, hey, man, you're going to do a show? And I'm like, nah, my show is like heathen style. I think I'm going to skip over a couple of states. Like, yeah, just, uh, yeah, man, I, it's cool. One day I'll go to like, like there's certain states that are apparently like really cool. Like Georgia has a couple. Uh, Mississippi apparently has some really cool ones. Uh, apparently Tupelo is decently not bad now which is weird from what i hear so i i don't know know, much about tupelo but i I know the scene we have on the on the coast is pretty good because like i mean the bar that that i host the open mic at there's like stickers on the door of like legalized marijuana and all this like shit like it's pretty progressive it's like a a blue (laughs) streak in a sea of red you know what i mean Like if you blink too fast while driving, you'll miss it. You'll Pretty miss much, it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> there was the democracy right there. Yeah. Right there. <laughs> You're not but, wrong. Uh, uh, I'm curious I, though. I, I want you to tell me a story. Uh, what was the 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 first show that you ever headlined? Oh man, first show I ever headlined was at a pool hall called pocket uh in tallahassee here which is actually coincidentally one of the first places that i played pool when i was like 13 or 14 so it was a very cool moment of being like i learned how to play pool here and now this is like the first place i'm headlining i did decent uh (laughs) i will never say like i did good because once again, it's a pool hall. And in this pool hall, you have a mini bowling in the back. They didn't shut that shit down. <laughs> so you were just in between my jokes. You would hear like if people weren't laughing, you would hear people like playing bowling or like getting a fucking balls. Like, so it was very hard. And then I had like a group of black guys be like, roast me, man. Roast me. And I'm like, that's not, I'm not fucking trying that. Tallahassee is quick to put a gun in your face. Like, we're not fucking playing that game. And coincidentally, that was like one of the things I learned how to do really quick was roast people after that. Because I was like, real thugs and gangsters want you to insult them. And it's so weird. It's so weird to see like bikers, like really buff college guys. They'll be like, come on, man, tear me apart. And I'm like, dude, you don't, I, I don't know if you want to play this game. 
with a comedian. I have nothing but time and no reason to live. Like, I have an Adderall addiction. I will fucking destroy you. Like, and it's, it's fun to watch. Like, and I've been, what, six years I'm going in. No, seven years now. Because you got to add the pandemic year. Uh, it's been a fun ride, man. Like, I I think about that show sometimes. Like, even when I'm headlining, like, Pensacola, Panama City, wherever I'm going, I still think about that show sometimes when I'm like, I am still terrified. Like, I still get nervous about it. Like, fuck that show. That hmm. fucking show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I know I get super nervous every time I get the headline. Because, like, the first three shows, like, when I finally made, like, my way from feature to, okay, I'm going to headline a show in Mobile, headlining Panama City, headlining in Biloxi, I would bomb every single headlining set for whatever reason. And it just took so long to actually get over that hump. Uh, and I, and I, so I was, I was wondering, like, if, if you had that same kind of thing, I guess, when you, when you went from feature to headliner, if you had that same kind of problem, like getting over that hump. All right, you're going to fucking hate me. But the only time I have had, like, a bombing period was my feature time. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, don't get me wrong. And it was, I remember having a lot of two and three years tell me I fucked myself because my very first five-minute set, I killed it. And that, like, set me on a path of destruction because I was just like, I can fuck it. I got this shit, and then the first feature I did, I bombed so fucking hard that a woman asked me, "Is am I sure this is what I wanted to do? And I just remember being like, all right, um, that hurt. So, <laughs> like, that, that was one of the times where I was like, all right, this sucks. Like, still till this day, if I feature for someone, no matter who you are as a fucking headliner, you are going to kill it because I'm going to bomb. Like, I will, I set a page on it. I can almost feel it five minutes before I go on stage where I'm like, everybody's killing it. Uh, somebody's got to be the Dr. Evil of this show. Fuck. All right, it's going to be me. Like, I, like, because there's a point where there's some crowds where I know my opener will set the tone for how much they will hate. <laughs> <laughs> like immediately like anybody like a racist stepdad and it's just like, like how do you judge your opener your your opening bit because depending on what room i'm in you know waiting to go up if i see other comedians go up before me and i see what's working for them and what's not then i kind of adjust what i know is going to work probably so how do you gauge what your opening is going to be um, I think sometimes it depends if I have jokes that I've been relentlessly thinking about, and that is something that I need to voice like that. That sometimes will be my opener, like just to be like, I got to get this fuck out. Like, I don't care if it bombs. I don't care if I got to make up the like strategic timing of everything of my energy and set. I've had some sets where I legit knew I was going to bomb because they were new jokes, but I wanted to do a set with all these new jokes, so I was like, this isn't for you. Like, I'm... <laughs> like, this is for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And sometimes it feels good uh, to get the new shit out to where you're just like, ah, all right, they like that. Now let's get to this shit that I know they're like. But also, sometimes birds actually taught me to watch my crowd to just kind of sit in like a fucking creeper. Uh, I've done two comedians in a totally different outfit before where I'll just watch them and I'm just like, all right. They don't like like clean stuff too much, but they don't like super dirty. They didn't like the way he reacted when he said fuck. That's something to remember. So don't drop the fuck bomb as a punchline because that's fucking stupid. <laughs> like you have your jokes. It's just about sometimes it's about the tone that you just feel in the room. If I've had four comedians bomb in front of me and I'm like, all right, well, I know I'm supposed to do a clean set, but they don't seem to want a clean set because mm. they had four really good, clean comedians in front of them and they didn't laugh. Like, they didn't enjoy themselves. So I've gone, like, all right, full-fledged, just to be like, what the fuck? I've dropped F-bombs just to be like, what's going to happen? And you'll see people like giggle and I'm like, all right, let's, let's pep this up. Let's get it going. I've been not, I've had the look on a manager of a restaurant space before where I'm like, I'm not getting invited back here, <laughs> but also the 60 people that were in this room fucking loved me. And I guarantee if they see my face on any other poster, they'll probably come back to it. And that's been the case for a lot of places. That's why I love going to Pensacola and Panama City. So they will relentlessly, no matter where you are doing your set, if you're a good comedian, people will come to see you. Even if it's the same fucking joke, even if it's the same shit, I try to mix it up as best as I can. But if I just worked a nine-hour shift and drove two hours, you're getting your toast and egg. I'm not asking you what kind of eggs you fucking like, but I will feed you. <laughs> and it, that's how I've learned how to look at it. Like, I love making people laugh more than I love not sticking with the credo of whatever some show is supposed to be, if that makes sense. Like, and that's, that's how I judge it. I take it my own account to be like, what do the people of this show fucking want? And that's what I'm going to try to give them with my thoughts. Yeah, I fucking I love eggs, dude. Hey, Jacob. Yeah? We got to tell the listeners about Brez Coffee Company. Oh, they're coffee for gamers by gamers. That's them. 100% free trade Colombian coffee roasted right here on the Gulf Coast in Pensacola, Florida. Sounds perfect for all-night gaming sessions, no matter what kind of gamer you are. Video games, tabletop, card games. Brez has what you need to keep sharp. They got all kind of flavors to choose from, like good for gaming light roast or the necro medium. See, I like a good dark roast, like the critical gaming dark. You can even add flavors to your coffee, like iCast Fireball, which is a fireball whiskey flavor. Can't decide what you want? Then just try their specialty sample pack. Whatever your coffee of choice is, they got you covered. Head on over to BrezCoffeeCompany.com and use the code OMPODCAST to check out for 10% off of your order. Amazing! <laughs> um <laughs> anyways uh 
how much comedy have you been able to do outside of Florida? Um, outside of Florida, Jesus Christ. Uh, what? I think I've done three shows outside of Florida. Oh goddamn, man! Florida. You gotta get you yeah, gotta get on the road, baby. I, I'm terrible. <laughs> like, here's the thing, man. Tallahassee is one of those places where it's a small scene, but the scene is so available to you if you want to grasp it to where you can do comedy every fucking week so once you're doing like five six like seven shows of just five ten minute sets i did years of trying to build my sets and what i wanted to do and once i finally got to the point where i was like all right man let's hit the road let's get on it a fucking pandemic happened Like, the pandemic happened, what, like, three weeks after my very first festival, uh, the, like, Pensacola Indie Festival, like, the fucking pandemic happened, and I was, like, getting geared up to, like, send in a video to, like, different festivals and different kind of tapes. I was going to come to, like, fucking Mississippi for the roast battle and shit, and, like, life just completely fucking Mm -hmm. obliterated my work. So... Like, yeah, man, I'm going to get back out there. It's just a, I'm a greedy bitch. Uh, I want to be... <laughs> I do. I want to be the best me that I can be. And I don't ever want to, like, you know, hold back because I'm like, well, I, I'm in a different place. Like, I don't know. Like, no, I, I get people, and people are everywhere. And if I can make Floridians laugh, I feel I'm okay if I can work on everywhere else, like when time comes. You definitely yeah. need to get over here to Mississippi. I think you'd be surprised at at what a good scene we have over here. Fuck yeah, man. No, Caleb has told me many a great things about your fucking scene. He's actually loved the shit out of it. Caleb C. Thomas has come back to this city and gone, you need to fucking go. And I have said multiple times, all right, we're going to we're gonna go, but I have a job, and you're living van life, which are two, <laughs> so those are two very different things. He's like, I have a job, too. And I'm like, but you can do your job in your van, Caleb. <laughs> so it's, yeah, man. Like, yeah, I love Caleb to death, but he is definitely a free spirit. Like, he I, he lives bro. in a fucking like ice cream truck van. <laughs> I I love that man because he will be happy and the happiest of boys. Like Caleb is the happy that you want like out of a doll in a Disney. He just he brings that out of you, man. Like and dude, like if you see him sad, seeing him sad is like seeing someone kick a puppy. It's you're not just, good, no. No, you're just like, who hurt you? Like, who the fuck hurt you? I will choke a bitch out for you, Caleb. Like, I love you. Dude, it's great. Like, I love RC. It's fucking, it's bananas sometimes, but I love RC. Yeah. You should also, if you're coming over this way, go check out New Orleans if you haven't, too. Because something I tell all the comics around here is if you want to go to that next level, if you think you're going to be a good comic, go to New Orleans. And then you'll realize that you're wrong. And then you will redo everything that you thought was good. You'll, like that's, you'll destroy your whole fucking script. Like, yeah. it'll fucking bring it out of you. 
Yeah, dude, I I look forward to that kind of thing now because sometimes I do meet like the people from other places in Tallahassee. Like they'll come through birds or they'll just be in random shows. And I will look at them and I'll be like, all right, this is the best dude in Miami. I want to see how he matches up to what I throw down. And if he bombs, that means he couldn't hack it in Panama City and I got tips from a crackhead. So <laughs> I think I'm doing all right. Like That's like the craziest thing I've ever happened to me. I had a crackhead hand me $10 and he's like, damn, man, that was a good set. And when I unrolled the ten dollars, there was crack in it. He took me ten dollars and crack. So that that would that and being called Fat Dave Chappelle are like my two greatest compliments. Like, and it's so fucking crazy, dude. Like, and that's Panama City, man. Like, I love it. No matter how far I come or how far I don't make it in comedy, I will always come to Panama City just to do like a 10-minute bullshit fest. Just to be like, y'all's homelessness is something we need to talk about. Like, (laughs) it's fucking... I I have headlined Panama City four or five different times. And every single time, I think I know what to expect. And I'm entirely wrong. It is a wild fucking place. Oh, God. I had one place where I thought I was getting into, like, that situation where you think you're about to get, like, bikers, and Mm. it's just going to be, like, one of those shit nights. And it turned out to be at, like, a fucking yacht club, uh, like, House of Bourbon, and the biker bar was across the street, and I was just at the wrong place (laughs) for 30 minutes, and I'm like, oh, thank God. Oh, Jesus, yay! Like, this won't be so bad. And I go upstairs. And it's like a bridal shower or some shit. It's like nothing but 40 year old white women. And I'm like, I'm going to kill it. Like, this is, I've never (laughs) been more confident. And I did. It was great. It was one of those nights where, like, I've never been more sure in any show where I was like, I think I'm going to be breaking all of these women. I could easily cougar bang. Like, we're going to be fine. Like, and I love it because Panama City, because some shows can be a hate crime. And then some shows, I get like 10 subs on my fucking OnlyFans. And I'm like, this is, this is a fun little like trade. It's a 50-50 like, shot. It. You know, it, it, it's, it's, it's a true seesaw of comedy. Dude. <laughs> it, yeah. it, it touches the gambler spirit in you. You're like, what's it going to be like this time? Dude, you'll, you'll just sit there going down Highway 20, <laughs> coming from Tallahassee, and you're just like, the fuck's gonna happen at this show i'm so nervous and it's not always the show you're nervous about it's the before and after you get on stage like the show the set you're more comfortable about than any other point of the night you're like all right i gotta get into panama city i may need gas let's go ahead and look up where we're getting <laughs> like i don't know what's gonna happen like i have been accosted by homeless people and people in suits and both of them were like, what the fuck? It's, I, God, man. That city is chaotic, but I love it. Yeah. I love going to it. It's like doing comedy in the Thunderdome. Just like, <laughs> oh, all right, let's do a 10-minute set with a dude with an axe in the corner. Let's see if we can... <laughs> <laughs> he, he smells like oil. 
<laughs> and if people listening to this think we're just be, trying to be funny about and just making up shit about Florida, no, it's, not, it's uh, really like that. Like that's Florida exactly is, how it is. Florida's crazy. I tell everyone. It, it's I a tell different. That all the time. It's a different experience every time I go there. I never know what I'm going to get into when I go to Florida. It's it's nuts, especially Pensacola. Like that place is an adventure whether it's it's either gonna every time i go i know it's either gonna be a good adventure or something really horrible is gonna happen to me or oh yeah (laughs) oh yeah you know you know those uh the scenes in the fable where you see the like fork in the road and you see the like really scary side and then sometimes you see the sunny side Panama City is what happens when that fork like comes back around and that's the same fucking neighborhood. Yeah. It's like no matter what, it can seem like a sunny day, but you might get shot at at nothing to do with you. Or it can be storming and you found two grand on the mo- like fucking ground. Like it can go either fucking <laughs> way. And I love it. I just fucking love it. Actually, love the it. last show that we did with you <laughs> Was the night we were at the, um, I forgot the name of the place. O'Reilly's Irish Pub. O'Reilly's Irish Pub. And it was a fantastic (laughs) show. It was a great show. But our car got towed. Our car got towed, yeah. (laughs) Holy shit, your car got towed that night? Yep. Oh my god. So then we had to take an Uber. We had to take an Uber out in the middle of nowhere. And we get to the the lot, and we were like, okay, we're here. And the, and the Uber guy was like, look, I'm not just going to leave you here. I'm going to wait until <laughs> he lets you guys in, because this is, this is not the neighborhood you want to be in in the yeah. middle of the night. And also, he wasn't supposed to give us our car back, because my mom, who, by the way, that's who, whose car got towed with my mom's car. Um, oh, no, no, no. She didn't oh, have proof no. of insurance in her car. So the guy is not supposed to give it to us. And we were just kept being like, dude, we're comedians. We're here for a show. You want to hear a joke? We're going to fucking get this car, man. We have the key. We have the key to the car. It's unlocked. Oh, Look, the car's man, unlocked. That's amazing. So that's yeah, we had to beg for our car back. You, and no one in Pensacola warned us about the fucking road work. That we apparently parked in front of yeah. that got our car towed. Oh. Yeah. I, that was yeah. what I was about to ask you, man. I was about to say, I have seen people in Panama City park in sketch-ass places and never seen a tow truck. So what the fuck were you guys doing? Dude, <laughs> Pensacola is one of those places that, like, you can only park in certain places at certain yeah. parts of the day. Yeah, and if you're it's not so paying bad. attention to like the the sign that says when or how long you can park somewhere, your ass is getting towed because the second that oh, meter yeah. runs out, they are those tow trucks are like waiting and ready to tow your ass. Yeah, dude, you know they're like great? fucking pristine, just waiting to run your ass over. <laughs> yeah. you. I used to work on a tow truck. So I nat- I naturally just look for those signs. And I've never I've never thought about it. I've always called you people dumbasses where I'm like, how the fuck do you not see that fucking sign? Like yeah. you fucking idiot. Like you well, see dude, they, the sign. They had them on sandwich boards though. 
So we thought it was advertising for a business. Yeah, but it was a sandwich. It was like handwritten on a sandwich board. Don't park here after eleven. We're like, oh, how the, did did it, nobody saw? Like, how did we not see this? Like, it it was like handwritten yeah. on a sandwich board. Don't park here after eleven. And yeah, also oh. eighteen other cars got towed. By yeah. the way, so and we oh, had a plan shit. too. Me and Jacob were kind of off in the corner, like, okay, here's what's gonna happen. We got the keys to the car. If he doesn't give us the car, you guys, you and your mom, distract him. I'm going to go out, climb the fence, get in the car. I'm going to bust through the fence. You guys are going to run out, get in the car, and we're going to haul ass. That's what's going to happen. We were planning on stealing our own car back and just never coming to Pensacola. I think I even asked your mom. I was like, "Um, are you going to be okay with some damage to the front of the car? Because I'm going to ram the fence to get out. Yeah. That is amazing. But luckily, that guy was just done with his job for the night and was like, you can have it back. Yeah. Please take your car. Please take your fucking car. Stop dancing. Take your fucking car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, uh, oh man, that's good. We're that's we are coming up on the uh, the end of the show. Tech, it's been awesome talking to you again, man. It's been too damn long since we've seen I you. Love you. Love you too, man. <laughs> love you too, buddy. You got to come over here. We've got to get back over to Florida. We got to get this yeah, network well, thing going again. One of, one of us has to travel through the no man's land. Nobody wants to go through <laughs> Alabama. Is there any way we can circumvent Alabama somehow? Like, I'll get a boat. You know, <laughs> no one's going to invent teleportation faster than a fucking comedian, man. Like, let me tell you. I'm All right, I'll be there in a second. I get yeah. to skip Georgia. Like, Oh man, that's good shit. I love you guys so much. But uh, you got any um, got any shows you want to plug or uh, social media you want to plug before we get out of here tonight? Oh, uh, what? Uh, Tech John comedian Tech Johnson on Instagram. Uh, you can find me on Pensacola on Friday night at the Black Sheep Tavern. Um, you can find me in a movie called Frankenweed on YouTube. It's a awesome. stupidly funny, like, yeah, it's a super funny, like, high-ass stoner movie. It's great. It's got some, like, stoner comedy mixed with some horror shit. I worked with some really funny, amazing women to do it, and I'm super proud of it sometimes. Uh, and then sometimes I'm like, I did a movie. Yes, I did. And that's all I want to say. But today, <laughs> I love it, and I'm funny. So, Frank and Weed, go check it out on YouTube. Love you guys. Awesome. Yeah, that sounds exactly up our uh, listener base's yeah. alley. So <laughs> yeah. you're probably going to get some hits on Frankenweed after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, please do, man. It's a great movie, and we weren't able to premiere it because we were going to do it April 4, 2020, and we end up not oh, able to do it because of the pandemic. Damn. So please go look up Frankenweed post about it and make it awesome because it's an awesome movie and it deserves to be I'm amazing in it and therefore you should see the glory <laughs> well awesome well if you would like to get a hold of us please uh, if you know anybody that wants to come on the show if you know anybody that uh, wants to do open mic comedy go over to the juke joint Tuesday nights if you're on the Mississippi Gulf Coast our very own Mr. Jacob Craig Host the show over yeah. there now every Tuesday, 8 p.m. We had a actually pretty good show last night. Um, it was all right, yeah. 
Yeah, well, I, I I missed the last few nightmares that you apparently had, but I'm glad yes. that I missed those. <laughs> but yeah, if you if you're local to the the Gulf Coast and you want to do open mic comedy, write up a couple of minutes and go see Mr. Jacob Craig at the Juke Joint on Tuesday nights, and uh, you can follow us at. Open Micers on Twitter, at Open Micers on Instagram. OM Podcast takes you to our pa- Patreon, where you can be like that that dirty BJ DeBlow. That dirty, dirty BJ DeBlow. And Mr. Mike Evelyn, because he's, he's our newest patron. They keep our lights on here, and we will see you guys next week. Actually, I have that. Southern Bill will always be like one of my favorite sound bites of just out of nowhere.